Janita Stanton, we have Reginald Perriman and Shaka Williams, and we are Tasari. This is a There's Something About Real Estate podcast where we talk all things real estate. What's going on? Nothing much. I was talking about this sage. The sage. <laughs> yeah, I've been like saging lately, and the other day I decided to like really, really, I have like a, a really big house. That's because the house hunted. Look. <laughs> right. And I smoked up everything. My hair was smoky. My clothes were smoky. I smell like I've been, I'm a, a smoker. You're a beginner sager? Huh? You're a beginner sager? I am a beginner sager. Oh, okay. You was messing up stuff. Nah, I just messed up every. Yeah, everything yeah. was full of smoke. Smell like uh, I smoke Newports for a living. Oh, that's crazy. But anyway, I got some friends <laughs> that be lighting up. It don't be sage, though. <laughs> and that's how I smell. Sometimes like, gonna... people walk around like this. Like, yeah, they don't know. They be used to it. Yeah. It's just in your clothes and in your yeah. hair. Whew, I guess more power to y'all. My friend, my friend used to one of my friends used to stay with me. And he um he used to smoke like a chimney, right? And I remember having a contact going to the office. Mm. And I went on a I went on a listing appointment and this that it was a husband and a wife, and a lady was like, and here comes the living room. And I was like, nah. You <laughs> <laughs> said it out loud? Yeah, because I was, I was trying not to say it out loud, but it came out. And I was like, nah. And I said it all like with a jaw, like, nah. And then the husband started laughing, and he just thought I was so cool after that. Right. Because, you know, he was one of the people to tell his wife, you know that, right. you know, that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, nah. <laughs> So what's going on? We got some market predictions. We got you. You brought us something with Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, it's just an article. You know, people think he's smart. I do too. So you think he's smart? Who's I mean, smart? I don't know him. Who, I would like to meet him. Who's smarter, Robert Kiyosaki or Dave Ramsey? I don't know. <laughs> Robert Kiyosaki. Um, and but I I think he's smart for a different reason. What he about to say right here, mm. it's just it's smart. Because he's pushing fear, but I don't think he believe what he what he's uh, what he's selling. Oh, okay. I don't think none of these billionaires that's uh, coming out saying that the market because you you notice right. it's the billionaires that's coming out telling everybody, "Hey, man, it's about to be bad as hell out here." Right. But, but why they spending billions of dollars on projects? Yeah, we gonna right. talk about that too because it's a lot of conflict and contradiction in the market and mm -hmm. in the media. So tell us what Robert Kiyosaki is saying about yeah, fifty percent. Um, says that hot inflation will wipe out fifty percent of the U.S. population. I, I don't know what that means though. What he means and how to protect yourself, and that, I guess that was my whole thing. Like when I read it, I'm like, it's gonna wipe out fifty percent of the U.S. population. I don't. I need more. Is he saying it's gonna wipe them out like homeless or wipe them out? And they can't afford what they can currently afford, or he's saying get rid of. I, I feel like he's saying get rid of the middle class, which they've been talking about forever. Yeah, right? but the, the middle class is the working force. Everybody, the the corporations need the middle class. Mm -hmm. The housing market need the middle class mm -hmm. because if you only have 
the low income, then somebody has to subsidize that. And then if you only have the very rich, then they all going to be outbidding each other for the property. So the middle class is there. But, um, yeah, 50% will be wiped out. Yeah, 50% of what, though? Like, it's saying population. Like, in my mind, I'm reading this. And I know you, you're, we're naming this, like, the sky is falling. Like, yeah, I'm like, okay, like, what I need to be watching out for? Like, I feel like I'm about to die is what it makes me feel like, honestly. So it's I'm wondering, so, like, what does this make other people feel like when they read this? It sounds like a zombie apocalypse movie or something. Like, 50% That's what it sounds of the like. population going to get wiped out. That's why I out. said he's smart, because he knew how to grab your attention. Right. But, yeah, he's just, I think what he's talking about is, so, yeah, Reg, you're, you're right. But he's saying, so middle class, the working class, uh, Used to be able to go on trips, you know, live in a, a decent area. You can probably pay, send your kids to uh, private schools if you wanted to. Right. Drive certain cars. And he's saying, I feel like they, he's saying that's going to go away with inflation because, you know, you, the first thing that's going to go away is trips probably. Right. Uh, but, then, you know, uh, you're going to start people, you see, you know, people going to, they're going more instead of to uh, private schools, they're going to charter schools because, you know, they're free. Right. Um, you know, they're just certain uh, luxuries that uh, that the that people that were considered middle class can't afford anymore. So now they're inching down towards the lower income, the people that weren't able to do that anyway. Or will the products and services adjust to that middle class income? No, so that's what now, the inflation because inflation, is. inflation will have mm-hmm. to correct itself because if if I'm a I don't know if I'm a what what a middle class car. If I'm selling Tahoes right at X amount of dollars, and right now the middle class can afford them, and that's a large percentage of my consumer, and the the people in the higher class are not necessarily buying this vehicle. When the um, when the middle class starts pulling back. The next model of Tahoe needs to be affordable for the middle class, right? So, at some point in time, it will the market will always correct itself to serve whatever market niche it is. So the the producers in the market, the manufacturers, or the people providing services have to look at their market because if you say the middle class is losing to inflation, then I have to readjust my products and services because I still need that base. Well, that's what the government is hoping. And so the issue is when that happens and, and does that happen prior to the, that's why we're getting ready to go into a recession. Right. Because basically that's not happening. We're having both happen at the same time. Typically right. increased interest rates will make people not be able to afford those, uh, uh, like what you just said, those right. additional luxuries. And then or do prices come down when rates go up? That's what's supposed to happen. That's what. That's right. why. That's what. That's why they're. That's why the feds are increasing interest rates right now. But they, prices are still going up. But they're still staying up. You know what I mean? They're not yeah. going back down. So that's why we have a recession getting ready to happen. So yes, eventually something's got to happen. So either one right. of the two. Either the government is going to have to go back down on their um, interest rates, mm-hmm. or like you said, people that are selling goods and services are going to have to adjust their price. It's a matter of who breaks first. So we we like the the middle class is like in between a war between the the government, which is you know like you said subsidizing the lower income, and then the the very rich, right? And we in right. the middle of the fight, or anybody that's not very rich and that's not uh, low income, 
mm-hmm. is just sitting here waiting to see who going uh who going to win the battle. Is the is the government going to break first and go go back down on interest rates or is the people with the uh, goods and services going to start dropping their prices? We're not seeing that happen right now. Interest rates dropped um like a point over the last week. Yeah, but we talking yeah. about long term. Long, long yeah, term. Yeah, so we all know because a lot of projections, people have been saying in the first quarter we're gonna get back down to the fours. I've been grow. hearing the opposite. I've been hearing it's gonna go so up to I, the damn ten. I think the people that get hurt the most in when the market is shifting, mm-hmm. and I don't care what industry it is, I don't care, is the people that are just completely unaware of what's going on and not managing their money and their finances because it's it's one thing. Now, you can't control if you all of a sudden get laid off, you lose your job, and maybe you don't have enough savings, and you go back out in the workforce and there's no jobs uh, equal or higher pay, right? That's something you can't control. But some people's spending is just out of control, and they're trying to keep up with okay, I got to keep the newest model car. Well, the cars increased by the va- the prices of vehicles increased, say, 10% or 20%. And now you're trying to continuously step up. Well, maybe you don't buy a Tahoe next time. Maybe you buy the vehicle just below that so it's still affordable. And yeah. those, those are the people that get caught because you're in this cycle of trying to maintain um, your lifestyle. Well, not mm-hmm. just the lifestyle, but the material material appearance of that lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, okay, this is my budget. This is what I can afford. I don't have to look like I'm middle or upper middle class, but my pockets say I'm upper middle class. But that's the point, though. I'm sorry, Johnny. That's the point, though, is with the interest rates increasing. Right. So you got, so now the cost of living is, I mean, to buy a house or to live, whether you're renting or buying has increased. Uh, the cost to uh, lease or buy a car has increased. Right. Gas is out the is increased. Right. Food has increased. You get what I'm saying? Or so do you, you just adjust? You, so maybe you wanted to buy in exactly. Now and, you got to adjust down though. That's the point. Yeah. You're going. You're adjusting down. So you, the the you can't do what you used to do. Your lifestyle has changed and actually been relegated to being you basically living like you low income. So no. So. If I was buying in Farmington, mm-hmm. right, last year, for whatever reason, I didn't buy in Farmington. Now I can't afford to move to Farmington because prices went up and interest rates went up. Mm-hmm. And I go to a different area that's not on. So you talk at A level, B level. So maybe I go to a B level area, right? If I'm not the only person that has to do that. So if we all go into the B level area now that becomes the new Farmington yeah that's right? how you get Over rid of the time. middle class yeah as you're, you're, right. you're describing exactly what he's talking about right yes, but you didn't get rid of us we're like just here now instead of here all I'm, of this, I'm none, of, none of this is about like investments this is all like the cost of living plus like entertainment expense it's stuff that's not gonna produce a retirement cars how eating clothing like none of this stuff is going to produce a return. So yeah, we may have to cut back on those things. But I feel like one of the things that they're highlighting is um all right, we need to think about where we are investing the money. 
So one of the things in the article they talked about is like, okay, people who pay into a pension, right. that's great. I mean, not a pension. What well, that went away. <laughs> but the 401ks. Right. So if I'm spending my money there and then stocks are heavily decreasing, now I no longer have a retirement because I'm paying into this 401k where my stocks are decreasing. So in order um, for 50% of the U.S. population not to be wiped out, maybe we need to start paying attention to where we're putting our money in terms That's of what. the investment vehicle. That's why I said the you honor. don't have investment money. So if you if all those things increase, all right. So look, what's the what's if all if your cost just to exist, we just said everything. I'm talking about to to live. So everybody agrees. So the first thing you got to have is food, right? Right. That increase. Right. Next thing you got to have after food is it's going to be arguable between housing and the car, right? I always right. ask that question, which I think depends you need on a what house city you live. You say no, car? it depends on what city you live yeah, in. So as long as I'm in Michigan, it's going to be a car. All right, okay. Because some cities, <laughs> you people don't even have, public have transportation. Cars. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Yep. So, so, but those things are still needs, Food right? Food and shelter. But Food, yeah. shelter, and, and clothing. Uh, and then clothing. All that right. increase. So now, right. guess what's going to happen when that increase? First of all, you was barely uh, able to contribute to your 401k, right? So that's out the wall. That's gone. That's a, that's a luxury. I'm buying cheap. I know that. I know. I mean, yeah, but that that those contributions are before anything is taken out. So why no. would it? The only reason why that's gone to me is because it's not reliable right now. No, it's gone because you can't afford to. Uh, so you have to pay money into that to, to get that. So if you don't, that's that's your additional money after you. So let's say if you're so you if you, are if you don't have enough person. money left over to even put into yeah um invest in that type of thing. yeah you, so that, that's living, not even that I mean, don't well, you even exist. Go from investing twenty percent before taxes to invest in ten or twelve percent before taxes. You can't because the so if you look at the cost of living and how that's increased, you don't have it no more. It's not there. You don't have any. You was barely able to contribute before. Now with the cost of living increasing. You don't have any money, any additional money to contribute to your mutual funds. So we the, just, I, thought, I thought the wages were increasing because they couldn't get people to work. No. Uh, so the wages are increasing. So that's another fight. That's another. So we'll be bringing, we'll be fighting about something else different. So it, wages sounds have like, increased. it sounds like there's a, there's a time period where inflation is outpacing wages mm-hmm. and the wages have to catch up to inflation and we're to, there co- now. to correct that. Yes. Right. But it still goes back to people being aware. So if you live in check to check and you're not, you don't have enough money to invest or put away for even savings, right? Then these, these increases before your wages increase are going to wipe you out. Like what the article says, mm-hmm. right? Because if I was paying, you know, 1500, now it's seventeen hundred, and I was already check to check. But I how many pairs of J's did you buy? We're, we're not talking about the people. Right. That, we're, we're not talking about the people that bought yeah, the J's. Yeah, but well, no, we're we talking about. I'm, I'm specifically commenting because he just said something in particular. Yeah, but they, so those people that middle class that that he's talking about, those aren't. So those people with that mindset that you're talking about are normally going to be lower income. I thought we so, were talking about all of it. So no, well, we he, are, he we, just said something about it, it went from 1500 to 1700 So my question is not necessarily about the Jays. It could be Jays, Alexander, the trip that you get ready to take. It could be the shirt that Robbie Kiyosaki decided to spend his money on. So what my question is, why aren't people pulling back on some of the spending? We just said, so if you hear what I just said, you, you can't bring an outlier in. So everybody is not... Um, um, ignorant with their money. 
So, and, and the, a lot of middle class people are not. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, we can't keep pushing the narrative that the only reason this is happening is because they're frivolous with their spending. Right. That's not necessarily the case. Right. Well, so really you said we're pushing an agenda that people are, that, that what's happening. The narrative that, that so, what's happening. So, so what I just said is we can't bring in the fact. So let's take away frivolous spending. Let's so just, just look at people living check to check, check, to check and they're just they're paying their, yes. yeah, their basic needs. Yes. And they're just making enough to get by. Yes. Some the reality of it is, if you was paying fifteen hundred and your rent increased to seventeen hundred and you can no longer afford it, you need to go find somewhere else that you can afford. So now, so now you're going to that go pushes back to, you down to a different correct. area. But everybody else that's in your same situation is coming down with you, mm-hmm. which means that area is going to eventually look like the area you was in. Because you brought all the people with the, you see what I'm saying? I don't, it, yeah, I do, but I don't, that's not a, a quick fix. So, for example, there's a difference. It's not between, a quick fix, but that's what happens in the market. So, uh, you're, when you're talking about this, what are these people that's gonna move? You're talking about people that are um, purchasing right now, or people that are renting? Renting, both. renting, both, both. So, you look at, let's take Detroit for example, right? The people that couldn't afford Boston Edison, they went to the North End, right, or the surrounding areas. Now look at those areas, right? Those people that were there, they got priced out of one area, so they all went to another area, and now that area values is high. New people trying to come in can't afford it, so now they got to go to the next surrounding area. But that migration of people that got priced out went to another area. Now that area has come up to a standard of what those people were used to when they were standing so are we actually really. talking about a price? Because in, in, in every situation, it's not because they was priced out of it. It may have been because they wanted to have equity. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that, well, that person but did it, it on purpose. They, they, wanted, of, they chose that. But that's all part of it being affordable, mm-hmm. right? A good investment decision, and it's affordable. So I couldn't afford to do that in Boston Edison based on my income. So I have to do the next best thing. But the same way I'm thinking, there's tons of other people that's in my same income bracket that are going to make the same decision. And now this area became what the other area would have been if we would have all been able to move there. So my my rebuttal Now, it may not is, be the same quality of house, or, or but living. the area, well, it becomes the, the same. So, so we, you use Farmington because it's a good one, right? Right. Farmington. So you used to be able to afford So when people move to Farmington... They're typically coming from where when they when they us from Detroit and from Southfield, Southfield and they moved Oak Park, right. right? So they felt like boom, they went to uh, Farmington. We went to Farmington because you got a supposedly a better quality of living, right? Right. Better schools, safer, lower uh, insurance rates, all those type of things, right? Right. Now, that, so that that's what made you middle class, right? Right. Now you're going back. Down, so all right now, uh, Farmington has increased, so now I can't live in Farmington, so I got to go back to uh, Southfield or Oak Park or back to Detroit, right? Which is uh, not as safe, which is schools are not as good, right? So basically, your your lifestyle has changed drastically. I hear what you're saying, like maybe uh, how long do you think it's going to take for them to change around the city of Detroit? So let me let me you you using that example. Let Mm -hmm. me give you another example, right? So we all know what Royal Oak was 15, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. right? Royal Oak started coming along, and then 
all of a sudden, bam, like I can't afford to even touch Royal Oak. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about for a per- person in a certain um, income range, mm-hmm. right? It just became unaffordable. So they said, oh, I'll go to Ferndale. And then Ferndale started attracting all the same people in that same income class that who could no longer afford Royal Oak. Mm-hmm. So now Ferndale is affordable to those people, but then the new people coming in because inflation, Ferndale's overpriced. The people, new people coming in making that same income mm-hmm. can't go to Ferndale. So guess what they start doing? They start going to Hazel Park. Mm-hmm. But the point I'm making is. Look what Ferndale is now compared mm-hmm. to what it was before the people in this income range came in. Look what Hazel Park is mm-hmm. now. So all you did was, okay, we can't afford to go there. We're going to go here. And it ended up being somewhere where people in this income range could afford. And it changed the dynamic. You just thought it a different area. way. But right. it's the same thing happened. So, yeah. yeah, the people that were in Royal Oak got pushed down. Right, the people in Ferndale got pushed down. Then right. the people to Hazel Park, and the people in Hazel Park got pushed down. But it, you but get it what changed. I'm saying? And it's but a, what it's I'm a cycle. saying is, it changed Hazel Park. It changed Ferndale, and eventually, every market will catch up and adapt to the people that can afford to be there. So, how do these? So, I'm trying to figure out how this conversation is impactful in terms of. And, you know, what's going on with inflation and that wiping out 50 percent of the population? Because you're not wiping them out. You're just putting them in your your everything will adjust so that it may feel like people are being wiped out. So, OK, 30 percent of the people can't afford to take a cruise anymore. The cruise ships say we lost 30 percent of the business. What can we do so people can afford to go on cruises? We change our price. We change our costs. They may have to cut services so that these people can afford it. It's just going to be a temporary shift before the market corrects itself because we still need that middle class to be able to do what they were used to doing. It's just at a lower cost. Because you want to respond to what he just said, right? So you just said, yeah, so they're going to cut their price. When they cut their cost, their their price, they're going to cut... The amenities that you get on for that service, right? You know what I mean, like right. yeah, it's just like when we go to these restaurants right now, and our service sucks. You right. know what I mean, not because they uh, necessarily have bad service, because they can't afford to employ all the additional people that they had, all the additional exactly. servers and things right. that they had. So you lost a quality. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's a quality of life that's lost there. Rich people right. are still going to enjoy theirs. Middle right. class people are losing their quality of life in every facet. No matter how you slice right, but it, they're their not quality wiped of life is what I'm yes, saying. Yes, it is. Your quality of life is getting wiped out. It's going away. You're so listen. Middle class, we just in this but situation eventually, here. But, but eventually, wages will have to uh, no. That's, increase. that's hopeful thinking. We hope that it does. No, it always does. It always does. Listen, it always so, catches up at some point. So in listen. Time. So you're so you went from being able to put money in your four hundred one k right. Retirement. Now you cannot anymore because you can't afford it. Uh, we then you went. Um, that's let's go. Let's say vacations first. So vacations are gone. Uh, quality schooling is gone. 
Um, uh, 401k and the uh, retirement is gone. Right. That's wiping out. That's wiping you out. That's getting rid of the middle class. That's put, pushing you back down. It, everything adjusts at some point in time. So, yeah, but, so how do you adjust But we're talking about district? not because, being able to contribute to these areas, and this is talking about, I think, something different. Because he's saying that pe- not you can't put the money in the 401k is that the 401k is not going to continue to produce an income. But you can't put it there anyway. It don't matter. You ain't got no money to, so to we're put talking, So what Shaka is saying is the person living check to check that never had money to go in there. You're saying people that can afford to put money in their retirement, their retirement accounts suck, and they're going to lose a portion of their retirement savings or retirement um, investments or whatever. That's going to wipe yeah, them out as well. My question through yeah, all of these conversations the have been, well, what are you going to do if, okay, you're saying real estate sucks, and now you're saying the stock market sucks? It don't we're not suck. Gonna, none and of this, we're not no, going to be saying, able to, saying that's what we're not gonna be able to yield in return or have any type of quality of living in these areas. So my question is, well, what do you do then? Mm-hmm. I think, so you can't say real estate and the stock market suck if they're still investing in it, right? Because most of the people that are telling you that are telling you that, but they still invest in it. Exactly. It may suck at the time. Like when stocks go down, people, if it's a good value stock and the a value and a stock price go down, people buy more of it. Mm-hmm. Right? right? Um, it's all about knowing when it's it's timing, it's decision making, and it's understanding finances. And it's decision making. And that's right. why I brought up the so yes. Sorry, you know, it's not it, it's it's a funny comment. It's it's an environment in which I'm privy to. We we like to spend money on things that are not necessary. So when you say decision making as being a part of it, that means that some of those we're gonna cut back on some of those things. All of right. us don't so, like to spend our money right. on that. And um, so that goes back to what y'all just saying. We're not talking about people living check to check. We're talking about people who had the uh, excess money to be able to contribute to their 401ks and their mutual funds and investing, period. Right. They don't have that money available anymore, period. It don't don't matter if the markets, if it suck or not. They don't even have it available to them to... It don't matter if you have another vehicle for them to put it in because they don't have the money to be but able to But now we're being contradictory because we just said that we're still eating, we're still shopping, no, we're still traveling. We did not. We, we did. Just said, no, we did not. We just, so, so we just said, we just talked about the, the necessities for you to live. Food, water, clothing, housing, gas to, uh, in your car. You ain't we ain't even got to vacationing or anything. That ain't that's that's been gone. You know what I'm saying? That, so we talking about people when they pay for those items right there, which is what the basic needs for everybody. I think then once you pay for your basic needs, you have no additional money to do anything, whether let alone uh, invest. So you, you know what I'm saying? Investing was so the way that those people here. This is this is the best way I can say it. The, the way that those people were able, that had the money to be able to invest is because mm-hmm. they were doing the right thing. That's why they right. were able to put their money in, in uh, 401ks and invest in real estate. Right. Now, they don't. it don't matter if they're doing the right thing because they don't have the additional money to be able to do that because inflation has taken all of it. But at some point in time, the in order for employers to keep good workers, they're going to have to wa- raise wages to keep up with the cost of living. So it will adjust and get people back 
into where they can. If people are used to doing a certain thing um, or living a certain lifestyle, they're going to demand that their employers increase wages or they're going to look for other employment. You know, increased right. wages is not the answer, though. You, increased wages only. So, okay. So let, let me tell it you. Always I'm going to tell you how increased flows. wages is. There's though. a time where it's offset, it's off balance, mm-hmm. inflation creeps up, wages don't keep up with inflation. Then there's a, a period of time where wages increase, people can do more, they spend more, and that triggers the economy and the prices start going up there when you people go. have excess money. No, no, so not pe- excess money. I'm so talking some about people with the increased are, wages. Yeah, but some the market is always gonna get triggered to for everything to increase. That's why we have inflation, no, right? No. The reason things no. increase is because there's always periods and moments where people have excess money to spend and they go out and spend it. Just we seen it in the housing market when people were paying ten or fifteen thousand over asking price. That's that totally pushed, different, though. No, I'm. It's but it's still an example that pushed that pushed pricing pricing up. It made the market more competitive. Now we're at a point where people can't necessarily. Everybody can't afford to do that now, right? So we're seeing housing prices not appreciate at the rate that they were. So the people that couldn't fight that fight and compete then, they're able to compete now, and their income hasn't changed. But they're not able to compete because they're still spending the same amount for housing. They may right. be getting less house. So they're not. That that doesn't change that. Now, uh, as you, when you were saying increasing uh, 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 wages, right. right? So I'm a, a small business owner, right? Right. So if I, you know, I have to increase my wages. For my employees. Right. What, so now I got to, in order to keep my profit margin, what I got to do? I got to increase what it costs me to go do, exactly. give you your good or your service. Right. Right. So that's right. not a fix. That's not, that's not how you fix it. So, but, the, the but there's still a time, it. there's still a time period when your employees, let's say your employee is paying 1500 a month for rent, right? Mm-hmm. And their rent goes up to 1700 you're not immediately increasing their wages, right? I wish it, that happened first. So no, remember, but, wage but, increase happened before all this wait, stuff. Wait, no, happened. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, their rent goes up according to their lease agreement to seventeen hundred, mm-hmm. right? You're not immediately increasing that wage, right? But somehow that employee figures it out. They manage their budget. They rearrange. Well, they things. take away from their so excess they, money that they yeah, were investing in. Yeah, so they can in. still afford yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. But at some point in time, that employee is going to say, "Man, I really like the lifestyle I had." They're either going to come to you for a raise, or they're going to try to find employment elsewhere where they can make more money. Mm-hmm. Now, whichever one happened, they got more money now coming in income-wise, right? Mm -hmm. Now they can afford the lifestyle that they were used to, and they have it. Then, boom, other people are doing the same thing, but some people got excess money. Now, all of a sudden, the next year, rent goes up to $1,900. The cycle repeats itself, but for a period of time... They were able to live the lifestyle again no, if they wanted. That's not what happens. So you, right. your, your cycle is off because yeah, okay. So when you <laughs> increase the the wage, 
right? I had to I increase my, my price. That. <laughs> Look, I had to increase my price. This is a fact, though. <laughs> increase my price. When I increase my price, what happened? What you supposed to do, right? Yep. You're supposed to stop. Uh, you're going to stop buying that good or service, right? Right. So now that person, that small business owner, is going to do end up. What's going to happen to them? They got to increase. No, they're going to go out of business. They now they're out of business, and when they go out of business. The individual who just got the uh, rate increase, right. the wage increase, doesn't have a job. And the person who was, uh, the other people who were getting the wage increases don't have jobs. And the person who owned the business is not, doesn't have money and is not employing people anymore. Right. It, that's not, that's not the fix. But you know what I'm saying? The fix is, uh, that's, that's not the fix. The, uh, go ahead, what you was going to say? That's the downside, but there's... Well, that's, the how, that's what happens. So you got the small business, you got the big corporation. There, it's yeah. all one big puzzle, mm-hmm. and, and inflation happens, wages increase, then wages increase, and people can afford things again, then inflation happens. It's just... So let me it tell just you keeps y'all, going So just understand this. So the big businesses are... So, so just understanding why we have inflation, right? So we right. got inflation, why? Because the big businesses weren't making their profit margin, right? Billionaires selling whatever they were selling weren't making their profit margin. Why were they not making their profit margin? But One, inflation, because, hold inflation on, let me, let also me increased because of demand... And people willing to spend money on certain But that's things. not what happened in this case, and we know that for a fact. No, but the, I'm just the demand saying. is there. The demand to buy houses was there. The demand to buy every good and service out there was here. We got and high it demand. caused things to go up. Uh, no, that's not what that's not what caused things to go up. What caused things that's what high th- demand don't cause the housing prices. price. No, yeah. not so I did not say that. Okay. We said in this instance <laughs> here, <laughs> listen to what I'm saying. Y'all hear right. what I'm saying? Yeah, so y'all have to hear me instead of trying to argue. So see where Robert I'm trying to understand. But, but you can't understand I if you're talking. But I'm trying to explain it. <laughs> been, but I'm you're still talking, talking right I'm now. Not, I wasn't. She's not talking. The fuck is you doing there? If you're not you talking, you're talking. Oh boy. So listen. Right. So what I'm trying to explain is you can't say you're not talking while you're talking. I wasn't. But you're still I talking. I just asked a question. Bruh. That's what we're doing but on the podcast. I, but I'm I trying, asked a question. But I'm trying to talk right now, and you're continuing to cut me off. Thank you. So the point is the the big corporation. All they're trying to do, and and what he's explaining, is get rid of all these people that y'all saying just got created, all these uh, middle class or or small business owners that were just created that are taken away from their profit margin because they found their piece of the pie. They want to get rid of their ass. They don't want that. You know what I'm saying? So how do they, what do they do? They have to suppress that. And I just explained to you how. Yes, rate increases, I mean, a wage increase is going to have to happen. When wage increase happens, small businesses are going to go out of business. And now guess what you have to be now? An employee. You got to go work a job for one of the big people. Now you're no longer middle class anymore because... But somebody's always going to find a way to um, become an entrepreneur and start a business. I mean, I'm I'm always going to... Look, yes. Right. You know, you got... got, got, The minute minute one person business closed because they couldn't adapt to the change... A new person is coming into the market with something new, with a whole different strategy. It's always going to be a middle class because our economy is based on a middle class. Yeah, so I can't so wait the to middle, see the next. I, 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 so we've been seeing it slowly but surely class. deteriorate. We've been seeing been, it go away already, They've been though. saying it's always a middle class. It's always going to adjust to allow the middle class to have a middle class lifestyle. And that's usually going to people be the people that's living check to check, and they hoping for retirement to be all right. That's your middle, that's middle class. class. 
That's your middle. So, so what is the then people, your upper middle so class? I think we're upper middle class. Oh, okay. But we ain't rich though. So we're not rich. And we're not lower lower income, so we are still middle class. Upper middle class, yeah. Okay. Well, that's why I can say I don't know what you make. Yeah. Well, and we I, so in these we're we are middle class. whatever you want to call it, upper or lower, upper we're middle in the class. middle class. Upper right? middle class. It's, it's low so it's low you, income, it's Google, middle class. Google and what middle rich. Google what middle Wealthy. class is, median income for American households. Mm-hmm. We are definitely upper middle class. Okay. I don't consider myself rich because my idea of rich is something different. Yeah. So there you go. That's what, that's, that's, what is that? Oh, wait, that's middle talking. class, right? That's what. Uh, so that's middle class then? That's middle class. Upper. That's upper. Oh, 52,000 oh, I upper? might be rich. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I might be rich then. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? We I, we talked about this before. Oh, yeah, we were talking about yeah. the 250 and that's in the, that's yeah, in the top 1% yeah, or whatever. that's right. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel we're rich. Not, yeah, I feel yeah, like, yeah. yeah, but I just know some people that make a lot more money than me and facts. I don't, I don't feel, I call them rich. I but I know don't. other people that make a little bit less than, than us. Um, and those people are like feeling it and they're, it's not, they're not feeling it because they're, um, uh, frivolously spending their money. They're feeling it because their cost of living has increased so drastically that is impacting but eventually them in a, in a wages will. How you think we got the wages we got? The wages had to eventually catch up. The people, okay, the people you're talking about that's mm-hmm. feeling it, mm-hmm. they wasn't feeling it three years ago, right? They were. They weren't feeling it two years ago, probably. But yeah, right. Three years ago, yeah, but, they probably was still. But at it. some point in time in the past twenty years, somebody that's in their same income level or position mm-hmm. or whatever class they were went through this cycle where. They were good, they were feeling it. Then they were good, then they were feeling it. That's just a middle class train that's gonna Who happen. Who voted for the wage increases? The people that wanted more money. Yeah, the people that work jobs. Right. Right. Which is the majority of the people but on see, the planet, right? To, so yeah, yeah, you, that's you the whole pass, to, but that doesn't mean that throw, that's the fix. You trying to I'm not saying it's is it's not it's never gonna be fixed. It's not meant to be fixed. Mm. It's meant to be a cycle. I agree with that. When candy bars were a quarter, now they're a dollar fifty or however much they cost. Right. That only happened because people were buying candy bars at twenty five cent and eventually they had to start selling them at fifty cent and people could afford to buy them at fifty cent and then eventually they went up to a dollar, so on and so forth. Prices are gonna go up, wages are gonna go up. That's just Mm. the way America is set up. But on the other note, because Robert Kiyosaki took too much of our time with his clickbait. Right. So we're talking doom and gloom, but somebody just invested $1.5 billion in Detroit for housing, retail, and offices, and two hotels. Lies. And Janito, can you talk about that a little bit? I got permission. <laughs> you raised your hand. Penny, Penny you had Smith. the church finger. Oh. Yeah, okay. you can talk when you're not when when it's not in the middle of somebody else uh, okay. making okay. a point. Yeah, he said, yeah. don't talk when grown folks are talking. <laughs> Let me see when I can It's see. just rude. That's yeah, awesome. Can't get your point across. Oh, boy. All right, $1.5 All right, yeah. So um, the reason why I presented this article in particular is because there's been all this conversation about, like, where to invest or stop buying in Detroit. And so when I see something like this, this came out November 15th. So it's an update from, I believe, like, Tuesday. 
that um, these projects that were underway are coming into fruition. So, um, yeah, $1.1 billion development plan um, near, like, Woodward's Little Caesar Arena area. Supposed to be jobs that are going to be created, um, temporary jobs that are going to be created. And um, so I'm wondering, why would I not buy right now close to these areas? Because you can't, um, because it, it's too high to, to buy? I mean, they're still cheap properties. I think some people can't afford to buy them and hold them mm-hmm. or well, renovate them. So I, I pulled up data on that around okay. the address. So one of the addresses is 22 or 2205 or 2250 Woodward. Call me to buy it. <laughs> no, that's where some of the construction is going to, you know. Supposed right. to happen. Supposed to happen at. All right. So. You got some properties around there I you do. pulled up? Yeah. All right. Within a mile of it. Give us some addresses so people can call me to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thirty-seven sixty-four 17th listed for seventy-five thousand. Obviously, these properties have to be renovated. Right. Um, thirty fifty-three Tillman. How long? They, how how long much is, that is first thirty fifty-three Tillman? Huh? How much is thirty fifty-three Tillman? That one's eighty thousand. How long has it been on the market? It's been on the market for fifty-three days. The first one has been on the market for eleven days. This fourth one at so let me let me bring this up. The people I got people looking the at these properties are probably not even looking at this article, and the people looking exactly. at this article are probably going out looking at those properties. Like, hey, do I get in now or do I wait? Because they've been on the market. Let me see if I can talk them down. Mm-hmm. So you see, that's how it is. The average person looking at these properties are looking at them as an owner occupant. Like, oh, I don't want to buy a Well, I'll tell you why people aren't crazy. looking at these properties. It's the area. Yeah. This is um, 96 and Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still fairly depressed. Um, you take anybody over there and look at it, they're going to be like, oh, heck, you know, I'm not moving there. I'm not buying there. I'm not putting my money there. Yeah, but then there's people that's, that know about this and is reading this article and like, yeah, I'll go spend 80 for the house and 50 or 60 in renovation. And I'm going to sit there and live there and wait it out. Yeah, it's a risk because if you read all that article, right. that, this has been in the making for almost a decade and, and very little movement has occurred. Right. So, like you said, you got to have the money to be able to sit on it or exactly. do, be willing to do what you just suggested, go live in the hood for 10 years you know, right. with no change. You know what I'm right. saying? So you, who has the type of money to do that? And, and, so, and, and what family is going to do that? There's a lot of them. Like, if you ride through some of these areas um, that are, you know, what you consider to be like Midtown or nearby, you have families that are moving in with their young children and they're occupying the space and there is changing. In these areas, they're knocking down the houses that can be renovated. They're doing community gardens. They're doing projects. Then... I mean, you have seen progressive change over time. I mean, Cass Corridor has taken a major mm-hmm. changing. Even if you go down by Little Caesars Arena, with everything that they're doing in a city, like, all this stuff takes time. So for somebody to come in and say, oh, there's been very little change, that's not necessarily it's a, a true it's a statement. Fact, that's though, based on, so if you read that article, it's a fact based on individuals that are in that area. So y'all going to know a little bit better than me, so I can't. Right. I can't uh, argue with your knowledge of Cass Corridor and the certain areas of Detroit. 
However, uh, people that in that article there, um, one guy in particular who has been there and has been to all these meetings and has been waiting on this change is saying none of the, yeah, they've been saying all this stuff, but nothing's been right. happening. So, and he's in the mix, you know what I'm saying? So I, I would, I would have to believe some of what it is he's saying. I mean, and we've seen it. Yeah, we've seen right. some. It doesn't take that long either. Um, when they want to make it happen, uh, when right. they want to make them, when they push the go button, it goes. Does you see how long did it take them to right. build Little Caesars Arena? They, that shit was done like quick. I think sometimes when you look at the media, sometimes I think they put stuff out there to get more people activated and start talking about it, and then that makes it happen. Yeah, because I remember right. before Little Caesar Arena, any of the Mogo bikes, any of the the new businesses coming in, right. you know, like, before any of that stuff, they were talking about it, and people were saying the same thing, like, oh, well, when? Mm-hmm. Right. And then, it, like, no one's paying attention to, well, not no one, but there are certain people who are not paying attention to the the steady change. So that's it. So here's the thing, right? Do you Do you... Buy in the hood and live in the hood and wait based on speculation that is going to change because of what you heard? Or do you buy in the area that you're more comfortable in and just live comfortable? Mm. I think that's I a, that's subjective. That's going to be like personal preference. But from an investment standpoint... No, I'm asking, mm-hmm. your, I'm asking oh, your opinion. My opinion is... Um, it. All everything that I do is based around like kids, my kids. Right. So yeah, I have a little bit of post traumatic stress, so I'm not gonna take my little ones and stay uh, in a certain type of depression. Right. Um, but I will invest my money over there and hold a property and wait. Okay. So for your primary, you're not gonna do it, but for your investment, you will. Right. What about you? Neither I wouldn't do it for neither. We haven't been doing it for either. Like we have, I mean, I've bought a few for right. dirt cheap that I'm holding, but for the ma- majority of this this last three four years, we've been right. flipping houses. So that's kind of counter. Um, uh, it's different than what what we're saying. You know, we won't right. we won't. I don't I don't see any of us buying in these areas holding onto those houses. We have right. and we're like uh, a good portion of our income is from investing, right. right. And uh, the majority of that portion of that investment has been from flipping, not buying and holding, right? Right. And why? Uh, not having enough capital to be able to hold. Correct. Right. You know, the reason, the, the but re- we're talking about past with us specifically. So the reason why I brought this to the table in particular and the conversation is because of the desire to hold. Right. So desire to hold in a very specific area and then... You know, investors basically saying, oh, no, you know, you shouldn't wait. I mean, you should wait to buy. Mm-hmm. Wait. And so my question becomes, well, wait for for what? And then exactly. And then my other question becomes, well, I see the writing on the wall. So why right. wouldn't I, if I want to hold property, why wouldn't I go over here into this area that's next to everything that's been, you know, because I've, I've seen a lot of change. Right. Well, you just said why. The, same, the reason why we haven't. Any of us. So have have we bought any of the property down here in these in, near these areas and, and sat on it and held on it? But we've been knowing that for no, years. Like you've been, you've been talking about it for uh, uh, at least five six years, mm-hmm. and then well, you, well, I currently have property under contract that I'm waiting to close on. Yeah, and so I'm getting pushback, and 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 so I brought evidence to the data to the table to say, well. You know, I don't I don't understand the pushback. The pushback is as an investor who may not have well all that money, 
you may not have the, you may not be willing to take the risk. So I guess it's your risk, uh, risk tolerance. tolerance. Yeah, you know what I'm the, saying. So, the reason I asked the question is because I have investors that bought and hold out of speculation. They didn't have no facts. So like they brought in the area. Oh, this area is gonna come up, and this is usually out of towners, right? Oh, this area gonna come up. I'm gonna buy and hold it. I can buy it dirt cheap, and ten years from later. So here's the reality. This is why it frustrates me. People don't understand numbers and math, right? They understand motion. So let's say you buy a property. It's twenty thousand dollars, right? And you hold that property for. 10 years, let's say 10 years. You brought it 20000 you held it for 10 years, you paid taxes on it every year, 1500 a year. You probably had to put 40000 into it. And some people, they don't even rent these properties. They literally buy them and hold them when we say burn. Mm-hmm. So there's no income being mm-hmm. generated. But let's just say you do get some income. So you're getting, you know, $650,000, a month because that's all the area would bear, right? So you brought and hold it. You got sixty in it. You're making some income. It's kind of paid for itself the time you rented the property. Now all of a sudden, the area is turning, and the property is worth. You had sixty into it, and the property is worth one eighty. Right? Ten years later, did you make money? Yes, but could you have made a lot more money with that sixty thousand in a ten year period? For sure. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. So some people are so fascinated with, um, I brought it at this price, and 10 years later it's worth this. Yeah, what was your true opportunity cost, mm-hmm. right? You could have made probably 10 times that buying in another area with that same amount of investment or even a little bit more and got the same result. But people be so like, gung-ho about, oh, I'm I'm doing this, or I'm bringing the area back, or I was the first one to start buying over there, mm-hmm. and now, okay, you made 120000 plus the rents you collected. But in the meantime, Joe Small over here then made over a million dollars with his initial 60000 mm-hmm. investment because he brought where the areas were already hot, right? Now he could take his million and go over here and buy the same properties, he's paying more for them, but he's still benefiting from that area's improvement, right? So people don't really look at numbers. They be looking at, they be speculating, and then they are caught up in the emotion of, I'm getting in early, or I'm buying an emerging area. That's what those articles are for, though. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what that article will do to you. You will see that $1.5 billion development in you know, imagine that that's going to happen. Right. But they're billionaires. They're, I, right. I don't want to say they, they're purposely suppressing the, the area, but sometimes they buy it and they have the ability to, just, like you just said, sit on it for right. 10 years and do nothing. And you bought thinking that something was going to happen based off of this news article and yes. it didn't happen. So All when right. you buy in this area like this, you have to buy for two, two one, you buying it for what it is right now and it's a good investment whether this happens or not. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee this is going to happen. The economy can change, and they scrap all of this, right? right? It's Which your, they've done already. Yeah, already is was. your property a good sound investment? If so, buy it, yeah. right? But this does help because if this comes about, you're going to see huge returns 
on that. And we've seen areas in Detroit where, okay, normally it would appreciate 5 or 10%, but it quadrupled in value. You know what I'm saying? So that does happen. But I'm saying on the grand scheme of things, you got to look at your initial investment and how long is it going to take for this to actually come into and be a factor to where it's even going to matter. I wish I would have brought some of them properties down by Little Caesars Arena, mm-hmm. right, and held them and still had them. But I would have only brought them if they made sense at that time, not speculating mm-hmm. on what's going right. to come. Right. So anything that I'm all talking about is always right. going to make sense at the time. And so yep. my question is, what about the person who's using other people's money? Right. They decide to use a burst strategy, that right. investor that put their money into with the other person's money, right. and they're getting their money back plus their return within 12 months' time. But see, that's a, a, it's a good, risk. Yeah, but it's still a good investment for right then at that moment, and it has nothing to do with this proposed development. Exactly. The proposed development is just the argument of why buy and hold in the area. Right. And the proposed development is not, it's just, it's it's more so to back up what has already taken place. I'm not talking about whatever happened here in Scrap. I'm talking about what you can see that is tangible that right. has already changed. So here's what I recommend investors do, right? If you're going to buy in an area and you're speculating and you think some things are going to change, one, is it a good investment for right now? Do the numbers make sense right now? Where can I cash flow this property at if I'm buying and holding? And can I just not go underwater and still make a decent profit, Right. And under normal circumstances, will this property continue to appreciate in value or most likely appreciate in value, right? But then if you're considering buying in that area because there's some proposed development or potential development, don't rely on just the media. Go look at the planning and development department see what permits are being pulled, see what other major um, properties have been acquired. Did somebody buy a large bulk of land or um, a large number of parcels in the area recently. That's how you start getting into the details. Don't rely on just the media just threw out some clickbait, and now you're going to make a major decisions based on that. So, but Johnita, so Johnita, what you're saying, so she, you, she's asking from the lender's perspective, right? So we lenders go off of, uh, they they don't they do go off of right now. They don't go yeah. off of what they don't project, right. right? So, from a lender's perspective, they're seeing that the market is uh, halted, slowing down, right. right? And they're seeing in their mind that uh, prices are decreasing, even if they're not, even if right. even if it was because somebody was um, over, um, at, you know, they were listed too high anyway. Right. It don't matter. They don't care. They see that prices are decreasing. Right. And that's what that's what they're basing it on. So now um, every lender during this period, their risk tolerance, they tighten up. You know what I'm saying? Lenders, when, lenders are always short-sighted, yeah. and they're looking at risk. Correct. That's all it is. Yes. They're short-sighted when they loan the money, mm-hmm. but they're long-sighted when they're getting paid back yeah. because they want the 30-year and all of that. But that's that's all it is. So when you invest like a lender— with loan, you're looking at the right now because you got to minimize your risk. Absolutely. But, yeah, but a lot of times a lender will lose out 
but mm-hmm. they're not in it for what the risk. Like so us. the lender, mm-hmm. if you borrow eighty thousand for a lender, and from a lender, and they get their eighty thousand back with interest, that's all they care about. Mm-hmm. They don't care to. The property's going to be worth four hundred thousand in five years. I guess that's the point, though. If because you can show current partner. data to to your lender that supports the numbers, what's the problem? Because so, now the lender is starting to talk about the projections in the future, right? So it's a contradictory. No, but they're going off of what's happening. So they're still going yeah. off of what's happening in the current market. So, so they're, they're, he's not. So I mean, we could talk. Can we talk openly about this? One? You go. You just go. You just go borrow less from your lender and put more of your money. There it is. In in the game because you believe you want to take the risk. Yeah, yeah you will. The lender want less of the risk for that property mm-hmm. because of their projections and what they see, and you just put more of your own skin in the game because from your knowledge you know that something's going to happen. The lender don't care if it's, it's going to be worth 400000 You just said it. Or maybe it's already worth 400000 and for whatever reason, the lenders can't see the, okay, this just sold uh, two weeks ago that's and it closed that, at $400,000. That's why their <laughs> lenders are not investor yeah. partners. Correct. Right? Not true. Yeah. I, I get it, but it's just still a conversation because I'm pretty sure I'm not the only in, in, investor asking myself, well, well, this person is telling me, and, and at some point, everybody has to trust their own brain power, right? right. And what they understand about their profession right. and the thing that they say makes them money. Right. So you have to be able to stand on uh, your expertise. Right. And that's and that's, and that, that's what I'm uh, and so my question becomes, well, do I start you know being scared because you're scared? Right. Do I stop making a living because you're scared? No. Because at the but end of the day, you... this person over here, they may be able to make their living, but then right. if if I stop, then how the hell I'm gonna feed my family? Well, he just told you, but no, you don't stop. You yeah. just you just invest more of your money into the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you or you I mean? go get partners instead of lenders. That's just the bottom line. True. Your partners, you find partners that that think the way you think and that understand the vision. Your lenders are only in it for whatever it's worth. Now, your partners understand the vision of where it's going. It's just like uh, any lender. Remember, they had 580 requirements, and then they increased them to 620 or yep. 640. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. You know what I mean? They they were projecting something that didn't happen yet, but they're projecting that certain things are going to happen. So they're being they're being more strict now. Mm-hmm. All right. We should evaluate some of these properties on Deal or No Deal Sundays, 930. Yeah, we definitely should um, do that. So y'all can watch us live, evaluate properties in real time, real properties. On the market, actually, we're going to look at one a day in Garden City. See, me and Janita really argue. Yeah, y'all argue. Yeah, <laughs> y'all argue off camera. On see camera. me set them on fire. Y'all have no Just filter kidding. for y'all argument. <laughs> All right, that is a wrap. Follow, like, subscribe. <laughs> Thanks. One day, one day, one day.